Well, we're into a brand new week of Cycle Talk SA, and it's funny how things happen uh, that I'll have something planned and then the news will break and the whole focus shifts, and that's exactly what's happened with this week's episode of Cycle Talk SA. Uh, and yeah, sad, sad news. Another cyclist knocked down uh, this morning, and I thought, you know what, let me focus a little bit on cycling safety, chat to a couple of people involved, uh, and that's exactly what we did. On this week's show, caught up with Andrew McLean, who had the details of this morning's accident that took place in Johannesburg. Uh, and then also caught up with uh, Edna Momanyane, Superintendent Edna Momanyane from the JMPD. She is the spokesperson just to chat about what JMPD is uh, doing from a policing point of view to stop this sort of stuff happening. And then I also touched base with Steve Hayward, the chairman of the Pedal Power Association, uh, just to get their take on how we can stay safe as cyclists uh, on the roads around South Africa. So that's what's coming up on this week's show. As always, if you want to be in touch, you can tweet us at CycleTalkSA. You can also uh, pop us a message on Facebook. Just look us up, facebook.com forward slash CycleTalkSA, or an email will do as well, podcast at CycleTalkSA.co. Dot Z-A. My name is Brad Brown. Thank you for joining me this week. Let's get straight into this week's show. And uh, our first interview is with Andrew McLean. Andrew, more sad news this morning. Uh, another cyclist knocked down in Joburg. Uh, you weren't on the scene, but someone you know rode past. Tell us a little bit about what you know, what happened, uh, about what happened to Johan Labaskachny. Um. Johan commutes from Centurion to Randburg every day, and uh, he was going along just past the Sanson Clinic. Inside the yellow line, riding along, and a taxi came from behind and hit him the right front corner of the taxi. So, in other words, the taxi was trying to get past him on the inside of him and uh, hit him from behind. Apparently, uh, he's got some really bad cuts on his face. He is in the Sanson Clinic at the moment getting looked after. But again, absolutely unacceptable, um, and this madness can't continue. Yeah, I mean, Andrew, I was I was sitting when I saw the news come through this morning. I was just sitting thinking it's almost a year since since Barry Stunder was killed, and it's it's just it's almost like nothing has changed. I mean, as a cyclist, it scares the living daylights out of me that that this sort of stuff's still going on. And in your opinion, I mean, what do as cyclists? Because at the end of the day, I mean, you can't really control other people's behaviour. But as cyclists, what can we do to try and minimise this happening on the roads? Well, I think the first thing is we've got to take responsibility for ourselves. And uh, I think that uh, the, the first thing we can do is make sure that our house is in order, that we're stopping at Red Robots, we're riding responsibly, because every time this happens, a lot of motorists out there, and rightly so, turn around and say, well, guys, I'm not surprised you oaks get killed on the road because I see you guys going through Red Robots, I see you doing all kinds of things. And uh, the, as you rightly said, we can't control every other road user, but we can certainly get our house in order. And then we need to start um, – the 1.5-meter campaign is fantastic. We need to lobby government. We need to do everything possible. We need to make sure that there are consequences for these guys, and we need to publicize that everywhere, that it's unacceptable, and when it happens, there will be consequences. Whether we as a community need to make sure that uh, we follow through, we need to make sure that this guy gets prosecuted, we need to publicize that. So uh, I think that as a community, we're going to have to be a lot more vocal, a lot more involved, and uh, if need be, maybe we also need to close down William Nickel for a few hours one day and say to the, to the traffic, 
this is unacceptable. We are not going to allow it to happen. We're going to take a stand against it. But again, I want to reiterate, for me, it's really important that uh, we as cyclists also get our own house in order. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I couldn't agree with you more, Andrew, that it's a case of we, we need to make sure that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing because if, if we break in the, the law on the roads, because we're road users just like anybody else, we don't have a leg to stand on. Andrew, it's interesting you talk about the consequences because that's quite a big one as well, and, and that's probably one of the things that drives people absolutely batty when it comes to stuff like this. I mean, I'm going to use the example of, of Sibusisu Lunga, who, who was the guy who was uh, who, who's actually in court judgment was passed yesterday, uh, or and, and we're waiting for for the sentence now, he's the guy who killed the five joggers uh, in Midrand, and that, that case has been dragging on for over two years, and they were, he was charged with murder, he's now been found guilty of culpable homicide, and he might get away with just a fine, he's killed five people, uh, and, and that's, that's probably one of the biggest issues, is that there's no real swift justice and consequences for somebody who, who does something like this. And that, I think, is where, as a community, whether, it's the, whether it be the running or the cycling community, needs to band together and say, that's not good enough. That's unacceptable. We need to stand up against that and say, you know, you cannot kill five people and get away with a, a slap on the wrist. That's, that's just unacceptable. Anywhere else in the world, that would uh, just not happen. So, uh, you know, I saw a tweet from uh, Rowan Krobler knocked off his bike, and he was saying, you know, reported it to SAPS and basically nothing will happen because nobody was killed in the accident. That's absolutely unacceptable. And we need to, to follow through. We need, uh, if we need to uh, create a fund where we all put some money in and get some lawyers who are cyclist friendly involved to help us and make some uh, noise about this and make sure there's some consequences, make sure that we follow through, that this taxi driver needs to feel the full might of the law. And uh, if we've got to, Make sure as a community that this happens, we've got to do it. You know, it's all very well. It's emotional now. Another cyclist knocked down. But in a week's time, everything will kind of go back to status quo and we'll carry on with our lives. At some point, we all need to take a stand and say enough, no more. Brilliant. Andrew McLean, thanks for joining us this week. I really do appreciate your time. You've got a, a big launch as well, new superstore uh, that, that's open, but the, the big launch happening uh, later today as well. Tell us a little bit about the new, the new cycle lab uh, on, on William Nickel. Well, uh, this is our first big superstore. We'll be rolling out another three, and uh, we kind of uh, hope that we have everything under one roof. We'll beat any price. We'll make sure that you get the right bike. We've got test tracks. We've got real scientific uh, um, technology to set you up, and uh, we're really excited about it. We've been open for two weeks with a, a really kind of soft open, just getting our house in order tonight, the big launch, and then uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, We'll have some uh, real specials, uh, kind of uh, the stuff like uh, tires that uh, we all use uh, for mountain biking, two for the price of one. So uh, we're going to launch with some really good specials. And uh, kind of a week later, we'll launch with uh, our Christmas specials. So hopefully uh, we'll have uh, lots of uh, desirable merchandise at unbelievable prices for cyclists. Yeah, I was going to say, it's that time of the year as well. It's, it's time to treat yourself to a, a Merry Christmas from me to me, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, if you're not sure what your loved one wants, we've got a, a great gift card system so you can uh, give them a gift card and let them come in and choose what they need. Awesome. Andrew McLean, as always, uh, such a pleasure to chat. We'll, we'll definitely catch up soon. Thanks, Brad.
On the show this week, uh, we've got Superintendent uh, Edna Mamonyanev, the spokesperson for the uh, JMPD. And I wanted to touch base just following uh, that incident this morning with Johan Labaskachny, uh, the cyclist that was in October. Edna, thank you so much for joining us today and uh, really appreciate your time. Thank you so much and uh, good morning to your listeners. Edna, it's another sad, sad uh, incident this morning. It wasn't a fatal accident, but another cyclist being knocked over on our roads in Johannesburg. And, and it, it's very, very concerning from, from a cycling perspective. As far as the JMPD goes, what are you guys doing in, in order to, to stop this sort of thing happening on our roads? Oh, well, um, we always try and, and make sure that, uh, you know, we talk firstly with our cyclists and our, our motors. A motorcyclist and, and saying to them, just try and make sure that you are visible enough. But to motorists, try and respect them because they are part of the public space and public road. So when you see a, a cyclist or a motorcyclist, uh, sometimes people don't use their blind spot, and that's where the biggest problem comes. Then they don't see them coming. And we say to the people, please look and make sure that you see this, uh, these people because they are sharing the space. But over and above that, I just want to, to emphasize that, you know what, if, if, if the motorist or the, 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 the taxi driver or the bus driver, if they are on the wrong, we have a specialized team that really deals with these serious and fatal accidents that um, will go to the scene and reconstruct and really uh, make a docket and make sure that the court realizes that, uh, you know, the motorist was on the wrong so that, you know, justice can, can, can prevail. Edna, that, that's, uh, I mean, you, you mentioned that you, you're trying to emphasize that, that motorists need to look out for cyclists, but this morning's accident, as an example, the cyclist was riding in the yellow lane. A taxi came from behind and knocked him over. It was on the right side of the taxi. So if you look at that, the taxi was trying to overtake him on the inside in a yellow lane. Surely something um, needs to be done about the lawlessness of, of, of road users in this country. Um, it needs to be done, and, and I agree with you, but you know what, um, as drivers and as road users, individually, it is our responsibility to take responsible of our actions, and um, moreover that, you know, people want to be policed, even when they know that they're doing something wrong. It's not about the police, it's about you as an individual. Other road users have got the right, just like you, to use that road. But with taxis, if he was in the yellow lane and he knocked, he definitely is going to even face charges of reckless and negligent driving because he, he shouldn't even be driving on the yellow lane. And if he drove on the yellow lane and bumped that, that, that uh, cyclist on the yellow lane, um, the, the people that took the accident will definitely then take it up and, and open a case of reckless and negligence. Edna, is it, is it also not a case of that there's not enough consequences for, for drivers? And I'm not saying taxi drivers. I'm saying drivers in general who, who, who cause accidents like this. And I'm thinking of, of the case of the five joggers in Midrand. That, that, that case has been dragging on for over two years. Uh, there was a, a verdict that was passed down yesterday. I mean, the, that, that driver was charged with murder. He's now been found guilty of culpable homicide. And there's a chance that he might get away with not facing jail time. Surely that's one of the big problems, is that there's no consequences for a driver in this situation. 
Well, unfortunately, you know, uh, we we can, as the police, um, do as much as we can. Once we have presented our our case and handed over, the prosecution authority here are the ones that must uh, try and make sure that we get a conviction. And if in the event that the court says um, that there's not enough evidence, and, and you know what, uh, sometimes it just it, it makes you sad. It saddens us all as 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 as. Uh, as residents and, and, and as communities, as drivers, as families of the people that were knocked down, when we see that maybe um, a lot is not done or when we see this person not even showing remorse, it, it, it gets painful um, to, 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 to the families out there because they need closure. Uh, sometimes it takes long, I think, in, the, in, in, in this instance, because I was dealing with that scene together with my special team, as we, we took the guy to go and have his blood drawn. So sometimes it takes longer for the results of the blood to come back. But yeah. I'm just saying that maybe we we should be saying um, as, as communities to say, you know what, we should be the one that must take responsibility, not to do the roads, because we end up having our loved ones being killed on the roads, and then um, and then we, we stand there and we want to, to, to justify um, when somebody has lost their lives. Yes, I, I, I agree. Maybe a lot is, uh, um, uh, there's a, a lot that needs still to be done uh, because, you know, we would like some of these people, I mean, uh, they, just going back to a case again that was in Soweto of the singer. I mean, you know, um, we were fighting to make sure that those children, families would, would get closure because the kids were not even on the road. They were walking on the sidewalk. Um, when those two Mini Coopers uh, uh, collided with them and lost control. But I'm just saying that those families needed closure. They were crying every day there was a court date. And yes, it does take time sometimes for these cases to go on. And uh, you know what? Um, the lawyers that uh, are representing these people sometimes, you know, it's, to them it's a client they need uh, to represent because the person believes in them. But they, with them as well, they should be realizing that, you know what? The, the life that was lost here. Yeah, Edna, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and, and it's, it's terrible when lives get lost. And it doesn't matter what it is, if it's cyclists or joggers or kids walking on the side of the road. But it's, I almost get the feeling, I mean, you, you mentioned it in, in, in the beginning of this interview that if, if a cyclist gets knocked down, the team goes and they do, do reconstructions of the accident scene and it's taken really serious if it's fatal. But let me use this morning's accident as an example again. It wasn't fatal and I almost get the feeling that in three, four days' time, this thing's going to be forgotten because the guy's okay. Yes, maybe he spent a day or two in hospital, but no one was killed or seriously injured, so life goes on. Surely, why do we have to wait for people to die before it gets taken seriously? Yeah, no, I agree with you. We shouldn't be waiting for somebody to die for us to be able to start doing something about it. Yes, um, we should actually um, try and, and, and make sure that we save lives before we even um, uh, 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 lose it. And, and uh I agree. There's a lot that we have to do as South Africans and as South African motorists. There is so much to be done um, for us to make sure that um, we really uh, save lives. I mean, we lose we lose so many. Yesterday morning, like you're saying now, yesterday morning only we lost um, six passengers in a taxi accident. And you know what? This is this is not an accident actually. It's a fatal crash because. 
the owner of that taxi, the, you could see that the wheels and the tires, they were not up to standard. But in the morning, because it's very early, you think, let's go, go, make money quickly before in the morning during peak hour so that, you know, um, nobody picks up or see. And during the day, they take away these unroadworthy vehicles and hide them. During peak in the morning or in the afternoon, they put back, them back on the road and they end up being the moving coffins. And some some people have lost their last one. Yeah, Edna, I mean, it's it's such a difficult uh, difficult situation and I don't envy the position JMPD is in or, or any of the, the police departments around the country, but something seriously needs to be done. And and it's not. I mean, we've mentioned taxis. It's not just taxis. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to state that, although in a lot of cases it does happen that it's taxis. And and it, it's just something has to get done because I mean the carnage on our roads is 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 absolutely unbelievable. If you compare it to to international uh, in Africa up north where where the roads are a lot worse up north, they don't have they don't have death tolls on roads like we do. It's just an, an attitude of people in this country, and it's it's across across all uh, people in this country. There's just a it's all about me, and 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 no one else is is sort of given any any opportunity on the roads. Yes, Noah, thank you. I agree with you. And uh, I'm just saying and pleading to all the motorists, you know, now it saddens me that this time of the year, you know, yesterday uh, my children were saying, but mommy, sometimes you, you, you talk and you say, um, you know, you're praying that nothing must happen in Gauteng and particularly in Johannesburg of serious accidents. And uh, and uh, because you really love to see um, the, your city or your province not having a high rate of accidents, but it's not only money about you and the city because you work here. It's about the whole country. It's about a lot of people dying. So I think it's something we're missing something somewhere. But at the end of it all, I just want to say to everybody listening, it's every one of us is so so responsible of all of this that's happening. Because sometimes we don't even just respect somebody who is lost and is trying to maneuver and indicate to turn. Everybody's just pushing them and they don't, they don't actually care if this person is not even from around and has just lost his, his, uh, his offerings and is trying to find out where he can go. So most of the time we are just angry and arrogant and have no total respect of the, road, the rules of the road at all. Without a doubt. Uh, Edna Momanyane from the JMPD, thank you so much for chatting to us today. Let's hope that uh, something does uh, happen after that incident this morning to the driver involved, if, if that is the case, that uh, the guy was breaking the law. And, and let's hope that we can stop this carnage on our roads. Thank you so much. I hope we can stop it. We really need to stop it now. <laughs> On the show this week as well, uh, Steve Haywood, the chairman of the Pedal Power Association. Steve, thanks for joining us uh, today. Uh, sad news, uh, another cyclist knocked down. It just keeps on happening. Uh, it's, it's not great news, is it? No, indeed, it's not great news. And that's why Pedal Power has, in actual fact, are uh, so grateful for the Western Cape government for introducing this new law that nobody may pass a cyclist it has to leave the gap of one meter. Yeah, Steve, I mean, it's, it's the, this morning's incident, I'm not sure if you're aware, the guy was, was in the yellow lane in Johannesburg. He got hit by a taxi from behind. The taxi was trying to overtake him on the left-hand side. It just, it's ridiculous. From a cycling perspective, what can we do to try and avoid these things? I think there's a fantastic scheme out at the cradle of, of humankind. They, the 
a local authority there has put these flaps on the yellow line. So any vehicle going into the yellow line would have his number plate smacked off uh, and it would make quite a noise if that vehicle came into the yellow line. Um, what we would like to see that being done throughout the training um, rides for cyclists is for those flaps to be put up in that. That would certainly stop a lot of vehicles going in there. Stephen, then as, as far as, as consequences for motorists who, who knock cyclists down, do you think that's one of the big problems in, this, in South Africa is that, that cyclists just, just don't f- or, or, or motorists feel that they can get away with it if they can do what they want on the road because there are no consequences? Well, I think now with Cape Town, the Western Cape government having introduced this new law, if you hit a cyclist, it means that you were not obeying the law because you were less than one meter from him. So therefore, not only is your insurance not going to pay up um, because you were breaking the law, but you're going to stand in front of court and have to explain why you were not obeying the law. Okay, that's great from a, from a Western Cape perspective. The rest of the country, that law is obviously not in place yet. As cyclists and as a cycling community in South Africa, what can we do to, to sort of rally government and, and, and get that legislation passed nationally? I think it's, they must just follow what we've done here in the Cape, is that they must keep pressure up with their MEC for transport in that particular area. Pedal Power actually in conversation at the moment with the Deputy Minister of Transport and she is incredibly um, sympathetic towards our cause, and we hope that we will be able to get that law passed nationally. That, that would be amazing. Steve, if people want to find out more about the Pedal Power Association, if they want to sort of be in touch and, and possibly model what you guys have done in other parts of the country, how can they do that? They can go onto the Pedal Power webpage, which is www.pedalpower.org.za. Steve Hayward, the chairman of the Pedal Power Association. Thank you so much for joining us today. Appreciate your insight on this matter. Thank you very much. And that is it for another episode of Cycle Talk SA. I hope you enjoyed the show this week. Yeah, pity about the circumstances, but uh, be safe out there. It's just absolutely crazy what's going on on our roads. So, uh, yeah, take it easy. Look after yourself. Uh, and we'll chat again next week. If you do listen to this podcast through the iTunes platform, I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review for me. Uh, It just takes a couple of seconds of your time, and what that does is it just helps rank me higher up uh, in iTunes. It gets the Cycle Talk SA brand out there and allows more people to access this info uh, on the weekly podcast. So until next week, uh, from myself, Brad Brown, have a good one. Cheers. Cheers.